Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Oversharing, where I overshare every single bit of my life to you guys, strangers. My name is Ruth, and I'm no longer a 20-year-old. Today, I'm going to be talking about gender dysphoria. Um, I know, I know. It's not Pride Month anymore, but who cares? Topics like gender expression, gender identity could be discussed 24-7, 365. If you guys don't know me, or if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I previously talked about my gender identity as non-binary. And I also told people that I'm transgender. So gender identity is basically what I individually experience of gender. It is separate from the sex assigned birth uh, at birth, which is like I was assigned as female. But I'm transgender because I no longer identify myself as a female. I don't feel like I'm a female. And I am non-binary, which means I don't fall into either of the category of male or female. I'm outside of that spectrum. It's basically the most fluid thing you can imagine. Gender is like a spectrum. Then I just free flow. That's what I am. Non-binary. There's no category, no boxes to surround me with, no structure to put me in. That's what I am. And so, gender identity often, I I personally experience, identifying my own gender identity is from first questioning what I am. You know, what I read previously, basically, I quote, is what you think is what you are. It starts with the thinking to the being. So you think and you believe that you are something and then you are that thing. You know what I mean? It's a little bit um, abstract to understand. But basically is when a person doesn't think and doesn't feel that their gender identity align with their sex assigned at birth. And they're transgender. So this is a definition by the NPR. Um, I hope I didn't quote it wrong. And cisgender are people like they were born as, for example, they were born as male. And then their gender identity is still male. Then they're cisgender because gender identity aligns with their sex assigned at birth. I hope this is less confusing. Actually... I don't believe it's that complex to understand because when I talk about gender, most people, especially people from where I came from in Hong Kong, we only tell people that we have two gender. One is male and one is female. I wasn't introduced with non-binary until I came to Canada and understand about more about it and really took a long time for me to accept the fact that there is such a thing to exist um, such such expression to exist. Um, it is definitely challenging for anyone else to grasp this concept and to put it in their dictionary, into their mind. Because we have been taught there wasn't any other gender. And actually, I feel like it's not even that hard. There are more other, probably more other uh, gender identity that people identify as. But for a majority, he, him, she, 
she, her, they, them are the pronouns that people usually use. It is okay to ask people, um, what are your pronouns? And apparently, I came to Canada, the first thing that I, the, well, the first thing I felt the most different from Hong Kong was people say thank you to the drivers, like bus drivers, and everywhere they go, basically. So polite, so kind, because people in Hong Kong were always rushing from one place to the other. Time was basically money. Sometimes we say it, but a lot of times I reckon it, I realize, or I observe people, not a lot of people say thank you to the bus driver. Um, it's not mandatory to say it, but in Canada, it's kind of like, it's just like a habit that people have. And the gesture that people would always do. So yeah, second thing is people ask for gender, uh, your pronouns is. And it is refreshing to me to hear that. Um, ever since I was, I, be, I identified myself as non-binary, uh, using it was quite hard at first because I didn't know how people would react. But surprisingly, people would ask for my pronouns is. They would ask for my pronouns is, um, in those introduction um, period. There will be like 10 to 5, five to 10 minutes every class the first day. Um, or when you work in groups and group projects, people ask for your pronouns. Is. That would be the nicest thing I've ever experienced in my life. People asking me for my pronouns is, is so amazing. I feel very respected by people asking for my pronouns. Is. Everything comes down to respect. If you use the right pronouns, which means you see them as who they are, which means you respect them as they are. It doesn't matter if you identify as he, him, she, her. If you are, if you are, you identify as she, her, female, cisgender, and you got called by other people with he, him, sir, all the time, like, wouldn't you feel like they misgendered you and they don't see you as the person? And same applies to people like me, identify as non-binary. And when I tell people that I use pronouns as of they, them, and if they use other pronouns or they use pronouns like she, her, it would irritate me. It's just very uncomfortable. And a lot of times, I don't have the bravery to confront people if they misgender me. But slowly and gradually, I learned to tell them, yeah, you use the wrong pronouns. And of, of course, it has to be in situations where you feel safe and you feel like you could speak up for yourself. Uh, I don't think I could do the same thing in Hong Kong because I feel like people don't even have the concept of they, them or non-binary people existing. So the majority of people just call people with he, him, she, her pronouns. And like, that's all. That's all they they use. And I don't really judge them on that because in our society, we don't even talk about it. We don't even educate people about it. We don't even bring it up in our day-to-day life. Honestly, not even sexual orientation. So anything about like pansexual, asexual, any of these terms... They were not even brought up. You might be thinking, what are those? 
It's okay. You can just Google them. It's very easy. Uh, because today's topic is not about sexual orientation. Maybe I would do another episode of that, but today is about gender. I would talk about gender dysphoria. So the main thing about gender dysphoria is, by definition, it is a sense of an ease that a person may have because a mismatch between their biological sex and their gender identity. So, you know, what I mean is when I identify myself as non-binary, I did experience gender dysphoria because... I didn't feel like I was, so I was born as a female, but I don't feel like, I didn't feel like I was a female. I don't feel like people calling me she, her was comfortable. And I didn't feel like parts of my body aligned with who I am inside, what I believe I am. And so it is quite difficult to fully feel like I align with my assigned birth sex. Sometimes, gender dysphoria would lead to depression and anxiety. And people with gender dysphoria, extreme-wise, it would be harmful and it would cause a harmful impact to their daily life. For me personally, my gender dysphoria was not too extreme. It's manageable, but at the end of the day, of course... Of course, I had to deal with it. And I think my gender dysphoria started earlier, way before I told people that I'm non-binary. I always knew that I didn't want to be a girl for a long time, a long, long time. The way people always ask me or whatever, my parents would ask me, since when did you know that you're transgender? Because like, I never actually told people about this until like I was 19 years old. And I told my close friends, my friends, basically people that I know about this. But you would think you must have discovered it like years after whatever, like maybe like recently you discovered that. No, no, that's not the fact. I knew that I have gender dysphoria when I was still a child. The fact that I don't have the words and I don't have the knowledge to describe that is what blocked me from identifying myself as non-binary. That's why I feel like knowledge doesn't harm children. doesn't harm you as an individual. It allows you to fully understand what's around you, options that you can choose. Instead of putting you in a box and shoving you with cisgender information, you're allowed to understand what's more outside the box and decide it for yourself. I felt like that way is better is easier so that I have been through a lot in my life to in order to get to this point to figure out my gender identity fight so hard on such thing into discovering my full self and if people have more knowledge of it they don't have to go through all this and with knowledge that increases their understanding and um, hopefully being more receptive towards newer concepts and different people about around them in the society. I told you guys, I only have guy friends when I was younger. When I was still four or five, we went to elementary school. 
and kindergarten, which is preschool to most of you guys. And during those time, I only had guy friends. I always thought that I was part of them. Like, I never felt like I was fully a girl. People always say, say that I was a tomboyish girl. But I was like, whatever. I didn't really care about that because that didn't bother me. Because they won't talk about your life, your relationship, and all that. Not until you're older. So I wasn't worried about it. And I, would, I wasn't even like aware about it. Because that doesn't affect me. I was just having my fun little life. But when I grew older and you go through puberty, I had the sense of like, I didn't want to have the same puberty as other girls. I wanted to have a different kind of puberty. And so I was like, I want to I wanna look like more masculine. Eventually, the, the fact is it didn't happen. And I still stuck with butts and lipid in my body. I don't have the genes of like people with with bigger chest. My chest was always not very visible, which is a good thing. But I did experience menstruation, and it was probably the most painful thing in life. Whenever I look into the mirror, I don't think I enjoy being called as she her and I don't I didn't felt comfortable when people come he miss you know in restaurants any stranger just came across me calling me she her I was like I didn't want that I didn't ask for that but because I looked like one to them so I guess I I also can't blame that because the society has this kind of fixated concept about gender identity and gender so I couldn't change people's concept right away I can't change your concept right away and if you don't have the same concepts that I do right now I can't even force you to think differently it comes with knowledge understanding and acceptance without any of these it is un- we can't and we are enabled to change someone's thought it took me a long way to understand my own identity so i don't expect people to understand it right away that is my experience and so when i discovered the word non-binary i felt like it really fit me the most it really suits me the most because i've always felt like why do i need to fit in a box why do Everyone tells me what I am, and I had to be that. When I was living in the world of being a girl, people have certain expectations towards me. The society have a certain expectation towards me. The whole culture thing also impacted my life. Like, for example, people surrounding me would ask me, like, what husband are you looking forward for? And what, you know, just a lot of things about relationship they were starting to ask me that I just felt like I didn't want to be the bride. I want to rather be the groom. I also question like, why is there a certain role for a certain gender? Like, why do you Men has to perform a certain way in order to be called masculine. 
And why did fe- female has to present in a way or act a certain way to be called feminine? To me, none of those things exist in my brain. I see people as masculine or feminine energy. And I don't see people in particular gender. So I, when I see myself, I see myself as someone that has more masculine energy. And I want to show that to the world more. I do have my feminine energy and I will pull I would love to pull that out every time like every time I'm with my friends I sometimes I like to be sassy and I like to be a little more uh like demonstrate more feminine energy I like to do that and I can do that doesn't mean that I exclusively hate that part of me no I don't but it's just like I don't want to be fit into something that I don't feel like it I think a lot of you guys can hear by now that my voice has changed and you're probably wondering, oh, what happened to you? Um, I can't hide it anymore and I feel like it's it's the matter of time that somehow either ways showcases that. Yes, I am transgender and I am under hormone therapy, so I'm currently taking testosterone that's why my voice dropped and there's the differences between episode 10 and 11 um and probably there are more differences from this episode from the other the previous one that is that therapy thing is to help me to cope with this gender dysphoria that i'm experiencing the other thing i want to say why i go on this is because my voice so when i was living in this the the main giveaway when I meet strangers are I rather they call me he him than she her right I really rather did the like they misgender me on another opposite gender than the one that I had before but also I didn't want myself to present too femininity because my voice is the main giveaway and so going through therapy um I'm able to lower my voice deepen my voice. And also be able to build my body into a more masculine way that I wanted it to be. I really don't like labels. And I don't like labels in anything about in my life. As most, most of my identities don't have labels. Because that's the way to be fully expressing yourself as yourself. Let people see yourself. You as who you are. I want people to see me as who I am not particularly bounded by a certain gender or a certain label. And so, yeah, I hope you got a little bit of a glimpse of what it means to be transgender with gender dysphoria. Um, And hopefully, you know, that it's not something that I just suddenly came up with because the most misconception that people had towards transgender people is like, um, you must have influenced by the society or like other influencer on the internet that's why you made this decision and to those i would say no it's the resources that i have found allowed me to fully discover myself it's kind of like if you don't go through science class you don't know that the specific heat capacity of the water or you don't know that there is what the value of the gravity is. It's just kind of like that. 
It's just like you don't know how to do calculation without going to math class. Without the knowledge, you don't know. You can't be able. You won't be able to know who you actually are, what your expressions are. I mean, the words to describe it. It's not like you don't know who you are deep inside. It's just like you can't find the right term to describe yourself, the right thing to tell other people about who you are. Right now, I know who I am, and I'm glad that I have this platform to share to all of you about who I am. Because apparently living in the reality is can be hard. People can sometimes forgotten who you are. And it is frustrating to keep reminding people about who I am and to ask people kindly to see me as who I am and to respect me as who I am. It's a journey that I know for sure for a long time that I have to fight through this and to continue to educate people around me about this. But I know the world is going to be a little bit better year by year, day by day. And I'm hopefully one day we can live all in a very acceptive and inclusive environment where we get to be who we are. And I really hope that in Hong Kong, like people being transgender, our legislation just like um, withdraw the law for transgender people have to go through bottom surgery. So now people in Hong Kong being transgender could change their uh, gender um, without having bottom surgery. And But still, we didn't have a category for non-binary, which as a person from Hong Kong, I really wish that I could change my passport into an X. That would be perfect. But currently, there is there are no way to do that because there isn't such category, such term, such word existing in that system, which is problematic. You know, it is what it is. There's still a long way to go. I really hope anyone that is experiencing um, any kind of stress from identify your gender, it is okay. It takes me a long time to really accept myself as non-binary and really take a step to be transgender or go through therapy and nothing is easy because I don't I think the biggest enemy is myself without accepting myself and giving me the love that I deserve I don't think I would be able to like fully tell you guys who I am right now it's okay to accept your differences from the majority because we exist. And so um, we all deserve to be respected. Anyhow, it's about time. I hope to see you all in the next episode. And bye.